You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Ogleseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. We are at the Higher Things Conference, Beyond Reasonable Doubt, at SIU in Carbondale, Illinois. And mm. we're recording because actually at the time that this would air, Matins is actually happening. Yeah. So we're recording in advance to share the story with you from the Higher Things Conference. And I'm excited because we actually get to sit down with some volunteers today and share their story. Joining us at the KFUO booth at the Higher Things Conference, we have two volunteers. We have Lars Gindler. Hey, Lars. Hello. And we also have Stefan Christian. Hey there. Thanks for spending some time with us, stepping away from your regular duties as volunteers here at the conference. I'm excited to learn about your role as CCVs. But before we get to that, what is a CCV? Yeah, a CCV is a college-aged volunteer who helps the Higher Things planners execute everything they need to do during the conference. Yeah, we we help make sure the edification and education of everyone who's in attendance runs smoothly. So all the behind-the-scenes work, we're helping out with everyone who's doing that. So what does that look like? What? Let's back up. When did you guys arrive? So the conference started... Tuesday. Were you guys here before that doing some stuff? I arrived Monday morning at around 11 Mm a.m. And then I was helping out from when I got here to to now. All right. Yeah, that's that's also when I arrived. And some of the people arrived arrived the night before and stayed because they were coming in from much further. Uh So what does that look like pre-conference as a CCV? What are some of the things, the duties that you guys get to do to help kind of get the whole conference rolling off the ground? Well, we had just a handful of meetings beforehand, just checking up, saying, here are all the things you need you need to bring to the conference. So logistical stuff for us. And then also we had some overviews of what the days look like. That was That was what it was for me. Yeah. And then also on the first day of CCV, we got to fill up the bags mm. with T-shirts and water bottles and conference books and graciously donated issues, et cetera, books. That was great. You're laughing. Was this fun? There was, was great. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. There, there were some small mistakes in which books went into which bags. Uh-oh. So we had to spend a lot of time rectifying those mistakes. But it was hilarious. Everybody, you know, I didn't know most of the other CCVs, but we quickly all got to knowing who we were and joking about it. And by working together, I think we all learned to each other. It was pretty quickly. Yeah. We got to work. Yeah. We bonded just instantly over over all that. So that was that was pretty amazing to see how quickly we all started joking around with each other. And we were all working on the same page, too, which is great. Yeah. It's funny when when you make mistakes together, how you can bond so quickly over those mistakes and (laughs) and learn from those i want to back up a little bit what was what was your first higher things event that you attended yeah for me i attended the valpo conference last year and unfortunately i was coming out of a covid quarantine and was only able to attend the last 24 hours of the conference (laughs) so just you know I've, I've been Lutheran for a very long time, and I've heard all my friends talk about how wonderful the Higher Things conferences are and the things they've learned and done, and how wonderful it is to be able to worship together and gather with such a big group. And I've only been able to experience it for myself relatively recently, you know, one day last year and the past two days this year. So it's all been very new for me, but it's felt, it's been a great experience. 
So, so you enjoyed it so much. Even the 24 hours of the conference you got to attend last year was enough to motivate you to apply to be a CCV this year. Yes. And I was also encouraged by our organist at church who was a CCV when he was younger. And he said that I would be a great fit for it and have a great time. Mm. Stefan, how about you? What was your first Higher Things event? My first was in Utah. I, I went however many years ago that was. I, was. I think I was like 12 about. So the first one was, was there. That was a, such a throwback when you asked that question. <laughs> and then I came to Higher Things twice more after that and then came back as a CCV this year. Okay. So CCV is college age. So that means both of you guys are in college currently. Is yes. that right? Yes. So where are you attending college? Right now, I'm attending McKendree University. I'm doing exploratory studies, so I haven't really picked out a hard major yet. Mm -hmm. But I also like to do a lot of music stuff. But yeah, it's a a local college. Okay. And I'm out in Southern California at Concordia University, Irvine. And I'm studying theology in the precent program. Okay. All right. So how has this experience opened your eyes to what's possible in our synod with teaching and worship, especially in a pre-sem program looking to be a, a pastor in the future? Well, I I was just reminded of all of the classes and edification and speaking God's word to especially youth mm-hmm. at Higher Things because all these classes range from answering questions about eschatology, the study of end times, to talking about just like daily life things that youth are going to be are going to be running into as they're entering teenagerhood and things that they're they're working with right now and that was an amazing reminder of how god's word and the christian life is really everywhere and it's applicable in every single walk of life whether that's something like studying something as confusing as as christ's second coming or something as normal as just like your everyday life with your family mm-hmm. What do you see as, or what do you hear from people who are just maybe a little bit younger than you, the conference attendees this year? What are the questions that they have? What are the challenges that they're facing right now? What are you hearing about from them? And what are they learning about here at the conference, Lars? Well, I know some of my friends from my church that were attending had a session on angels that they found really interesting. So just, you know, getting to dig into God's word and learn about his promises for us, the different things that happen, and learn about our Lutheran identity. I think that's very edifying. Stefan? I'd really second the Lutheran identity. So I know when I was, when I came here, I, in a way, didn't really know what it meant to walk as a Lutheran in the, in the larger world, like outside of our Lutheran sphere. I was like 12, so I didn't do much walking outside of, you know, my, my family life and such. And I think that that extends to a lot of these kids because they're they're running into these classes, which, like I said, it's it's kind of everywhere. So there there are plenty of classes that talk about how do you interact with the world? And I think it's answering a lot of those questions, seeing the 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 number of people who are in certain classes, like does God exist or is our Bible the Bible? Like those are some classes that we have here that I've seen be jam packed by kids who Maybe they want to argue for saying that God really does exist and that he's a loving and gracious God. And that's something that they're going to be running into with their friends in some way. And that who knows how that might play out. But then also with the Bible, 
that's responding to questions like, we trust the Bible, but then when you get challenged with saying, a friend saying, okay, why, why do you hold to that? That's answering some of these questions. And those are, those are, those are things that they are going to be, or have already run into that they're getting help with at this conference. So in the midst of all of your CCV duties, running around Mm. campus, setting up games, packing bags, doing literally anything that anybody that's in charge tells you to do, right? You get to go to maybe some of the different breakouts in the plenary sessions where everyone gathers. What are some of the things that that you guys have been learning too, since you get to kind of attend some of this as well? Yeah, I just came from one by Dr. Sue Hasselbring about being an international friend to maybe foreign exchange students coming from another country that maybe have never heard about the Bible or God's word before and how to welcome them and talk to them about Jesus. And I've also been to one about Christian art that I thought was very, very intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Seven. The best one that I heard was from Pastor Goodman about the hierarchy of care for Christians. Mm. And that was fascinating. So there's this pyramid of Christ for you, like dying on the cross, forgiving your sins, down to means of grace, down to the government and your household and the church and then caring for you and your body, mind, and soul. And then he was running through, well, what does that look like? How does that play out in your daily life? How does that bring comfort to traumas that you might have? How does that give context to your interactions with your family and with the government and with the rest of the people in your faith as well? So that one sparked so many questions and made me want to have so many conversations with my friends, both theology people and and otherwise, about about that. And also listening to some arguments for, does God exist? Because I got to, to sit in the back and hear that. So answering some questions about, like, how, do, how do we measure love? We can't really do that. We can't put it in a test tube and then, then take a look at it, or reason, or emotions, things like that. So that was that was talking about answering some of those questions, arguing for God's existence as well. With all the work that you do and all that's packed into a day in a Higher Things conference, how much sleep do you actually get <laughs> oh, when you're a volunteer at a Higher Things conference? Well, we joke about not getting any sleep, but surprisingly, <laughs> I didn't expect to get any, but I've I've gotten some actually really good sleep. I slept like seven hours last night, which is wow. you know, what I usually get like during the school week. So That's yeah, happy. but because you were so busy and active during the day, it was great sleep, right? Yeah, it was great <laughs> sleep. You know, working hard makes great sleep. That's the, that's the number one ingredient. Mm-hmm. And Stefan, what did you get? Like three hours? You know, <laughs> thankfully more by the grace of God. I got about six, but I, I hit my pillow when it was when all my jobs and such were done and I was so my body was so ready to shut off for the night it was it was kind of nice actually to be that relaxed and happy to be in bed it was so good we are talking with volunteers CCBs at the Higher Things Conference at SIU Carbondale we'll continue the conversation in just a moment I'm Andy Bates I'm Sarah Golsa
At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with volunteers serving at the Higher Things Conference in SIU Carbondale, Illinois. And we've learned a little bit about some of your duties and some of the things that you've learned as well. Why is it important to you to serve as a volunteer, to use your time and your gifts and talents to serve as a volunteer at a Higher Things Youth Conference? Yeah, I love serving because it's so amazing to be able to see everyone gathered together around psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in the worship services. And then also, you know, to have fun outside playing games and then to uh, talk about, you know, go to lectures and hear that. I think just that's just a perfect combination for the things that our youth can benefit from. Stefan, why is it important to you to use your time and travel from Colorado to Denver, Colorado, yeah, yes, sir. From Denver <laughs> here to Carbondale, Illinois, serve as a volunteer for about four or five, well, almost a whole week. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's, it's encouraging to me because I know how amazing Higher Things was for me as a youth. Doing that three separate times and meeting all kinds of different people, getting to know the other youth from my congregation, meeting someone with the same name that I ran around with all week <laughs> one year, which is fantastic. I'm, I want to be able to give back and say thank you to Higher Things and help that run smoothly from from the behind-the-scenes work. So whatever I can do to help move things or tell people where to go, where to find all the different conference rooms in all the different buildings around campus and help host all the entertainment for the kids, which they need after a long day of being in classes and hearing all kinds of knowledge, then they get to, to run around and have some fun. And that's that's pretty amazing for me, too. As young adults, Lutheran young adults currently in college, how does an experience like this shape, help shape your faith, form you into a Lutheran adult when you're able to have this community with people and learn alongside and worship alongside all of these people? How does an experience like this help in your own faith formation? I think it's helpful because you get to see so many other people that are around the same age as you. Many of them have the same sorts of questions. And to, you know, be encouraged that you're not alone. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it, it's great to work with other Lutheran youth, especially as a, as a college volunteer that, as Lars said, they're asking some of the same questions. So we were working as traffic cops on, on the registration <laughs> yes. day. Which allowed us to have a lot of conversations about theology, about our faith, about about our walks, about theology, about sources that we're both listening to and hearing things from and sharing our thoughts on that. So that was pretty formative for me in that way. And then it's also a good reminder of my faith to be just serving my neighbor, whether that's people who are in higher things, some of the attendees, a 12, 13-year-old that's looking for a class or helping an adult with something or even running into some of the people that are in the SIU campus and 
sharing the love of Christ with them in the best way that I can through a small interaction or saying who we are and what we're here for, what we stand for. So that's a, it's a blessing to be able to do some very minor public ministry in that way. And beyond just being encouraged by meeting your brothers and sisters in Christ, it's amazing to be able to learn from so many great mentors, the pastors and speakers that are here. I think it's very, it's very helpful. It's a great experience. How does your time with Higher Things as a volunteer, maybe even as an attendee before that, how do you think it shapes your view of your future vocations as well? I know, Stefan, you're, you're in the pre-sem program, thinking about seminary and pursuing that formation as a pastor. And I don't know if we talked about your future plans. You said you're an uh, exploratory. Yeah, I'm, I'm very right open now, so. to, to many different <laughs> avenues. Yeah, I know, I know I love teaching, but oh. there are many different directions to go with that. Mm-hmm. How do you think this experience here may shape your view of the, the future and what your vocations might be in the future? Yeah, well, for a lot of people, well, there are representatives from some of our Lutheran colleges and from the seminary. So there's lots of great people to talk about for those who are considering the holy ministry or a church vocation. But even if you aren't directly working for the church, it's awesome to be able to see and talk about how you can serve God no matter what vocation that you pursue and no matter your calling. And I think that's, that's another great thing about higher things. You know, the liturgy is for everyone. God's promises are for everyone. Word and sacrament is for everyone. No matter if you're a pastor or if you're a layman, and no matter what you do, you can serve God and do it to his glory. Stefan, how is this shaping your view of service in the future and in your vocations? Yeah, I think I think Lars kind of hit it on the head. Is It's a helpful reminder for me because in this I'm serving the church, which if I go and do end up becoming a pastor, but if that's in God's will, then this is sort of what I'll be doing, not, not exactly as a volunteer going to a pastor. Those aren't the same jobs by any stretch, but it's still serving the church and, again, sharing the love of God with people. And it's, it's a good reminder for me to see these role models, like, as I mentioned, Pastor Goodman, and I'm going to forget all the other pastors, but Pastor <laughs> Ill, who is our chaplain for this, seeing all those up different approaches to everyday interactions, whether I'm hopping on a golf cart with Pastor Goodman to take <laughs> a box over to our chapel, and how he, how he interacted with me as just a random kid who he asked, him, he asked help from, that's that's pretty formative for my future to learn some good techniques of how I can how I can walk the walk of being a pastor, being a Christian, both to youth and to other pastors, other people my age, and then also to, as I said, outsiders with the staff here on campus. What have been some of your favorite experiences so far this week? We're about while we're recording this, we're about halfway through ish. Would have been, I know a lot has happened, would have been some of your favorite experiences, interactions, moments in one of the worship services. We've had several so far. What have some, been some of those highlights for you so far? I think one thing that really moved me was last night when we were praying Compline with all of our CCV staff. We were singing, what was that hymn? It was the one that we all sung in parts. That was that was so cool. There's so many options. It was such a that. cool moment, though. You know, to hear a acapella, mm-hmm. a four-part uh, mm-hmm. hymnody. That was mm-hmm. that was really cool. And you know, to, to see the text and hear the beautiful music, that was one of my favorite moments. And then also, I think one of the most fun was when we got soaked in the rain <laughs> when we were like helping greet people to come in. What about you? 
those those were both fantastic moments. I I could probably pick five to six different favorites. Yeah, go I for certainly it. think. You know, yeah, really, <laughs> the the divine services that we have the opening one at the beginning mm-hmm. of the week, and then I'm sure the closing one at the end. The opening one is absolutely moving. Mm-hmm. It's something that always moves me is seeing how many people get to come up to communion and receive the Lord's Supper and receive the New Testament in Jesus' blood that's shed for us for the forgiveness of sin. Seeing that given to each and every person in this giant auditorium is just amazing. And running through who knows how many communion hymns while we're at it is just, that's, that's really moving for me. And hearing the word preached every single service is also amazing that we get this hard-hitting gospel every single day is is glorious. Certainly, pretty much anything I do with the other college volunteers is is a favorite memory because we're, so we're having fun the whole time. <laughs> this morning, I was sitting at breakfast. And after I finished, we were making memes and putting them in our, our nice. group chat, and we were laughing around the table at them. That was a great bonding moment. And then also, at the end of the day last night, we had our first round of three-hour entertainment for the kids and uh, Lars and I were both helping with our our knocker ball game so we were watching a bunch of kids for various ages and the occasional pastor running into each other in these inflated balls and it it was pretty amazing those are all very different experiences but encouraging in their own ways Mm -hmm. so to to help complete the picture here so everyone <laughs> understands what knocker ball is you said these inflated balls that are about the size of what would you even compare it to like wrecking ball I, I wrecking don't know. ball yeah they're pretty large it's almost they're, as tall as you like yeah, yeah. so maybe yeah. six feet wide yeah yeah, yeah. out there yeah. giant inflatable balls that you're inside of and then mm-hmm. you're just playing like kind of like foosball maybe what we were or doing soccer. was we were just running into each other pretty much. <laughs> we had one person on each team that you were supposed to knock, not get knocked down. You were trying to knock down the other person's. You were defending your own. Okay. And uh, so it was just a bunch of people running into each other and getting th- thrown across the room and then bouncing back up. I so. think soccer knocker ball is planned for tonight, though, isn't it? Oh, I think so. It might be. Yeah. It might We've, be. We're adding a soccer ball into the mix. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes Extra tonight. Chaos. Why not? More chaos. After a day of really great theology that's life-changing, then you get knocked down in a giant inflatable. Life-changing in its own way, depending on the the hit. And then then back to theology with Compline, you know, the prayer and the song. That hymn I mentioned earlier was Abide With Me. Oh, that's a great four-part one. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yep. To what would you say to some of the young people who are here this year, to the the students who are attending as conference attendees about the role of CCV, and how would you encourage them to consider? Would you encourage them to consider applying to be a CCV in the future, Lars? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's such a great experience. This is it's a very very hard job. You know, it's just like to be focused, be around people. It's physically demanding. Like we've all walked so much. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, get through the rain, you have to carry boxes, but every second of it has been incredibly rewarding to be able to, you know, put your abilities out there and be able to serve others. Yeah, I I I'd second that entirely. It's a great experience with your team as well because as we've both said, you're making mistakes and immediately getting bonding with your with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are your age and they're all here to get down and dirty and start working on filling bags and finding t-shirts and cutting 
various papers for whoever needs it. It's it's amazing to be on your feet, ready to help at, at a moment's notice. I I personally love that, and being able to do that in so many different ways. You're never bored, and there, there's there's not. no monotony to it at all. You're always doing something new and exciting, and you might be working with a different person, which is also fantastic, and then you get to share some amazing memes in the chat, which you're supposed to be using for work, but, I mean... <laughs> we got permission. To we did get permission. CCV we meme did chat. get permission. Yep. <laughs> All that, it's it's great for teamwork. It's great for making new friends. It's great for having conversations that are that are absolutely phenomenal. It's great for laughing and also knowing and seeing your impact that you're making on the conference as a whole and how many very grateful faces from the the different adult staff at at the conference as well our guest today at the higher things conference lars gindler thanks so much thank you it's been a pleasure and stefan christian thank you it's it's a blessing to be here and thank you for your service as volunteers at this conference yeah you've been listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah glissa The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.